Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guests today, the the lovely Gabrielle Brown and James Reeves. They've written a book called The Book of Rest. Stop striving, start being. And it's wonderful. Now, it sounds like I'm deliberately doing a a, uh, a sleepy, soporific voice in tribute to the uh, episode. Let's pretend that I am. And let's pretend that it's not because my youngest daughter <laughs> is trying to get to sleep. Uh, so James and Gabrielle were wonderful guests, incredibly likeable, lots of advice about how to get rest. It sounds like they have similar issues to myself when it comes to uh, uh, trying to get to sleep with children in the bed. Um, I don't really want to, you know what, I'm going to say it. So something that, they, something that they write about quite a lot is yoga nidra. And purely off the back of reading this book, I've tried to get into yoga nidra. So James and Gabrielle, if you're listening, your, your book has impacted me in a, a genuinely profound way. Uh, so I'm at the cheating stage with Yoko Nidra. I put, uh, I found a YouTube video. I found one that I like. I put headphones on and that is how I try to get some rest. Um, the book is, it's one of those wonderful books. It's packed with tips and insights and little takeaway uh, nuggets of wisdom. So I would say it is the perfect book to have by the side of the bed. And you can just pick and choose little bits of uh, advice from the, the dynamic duo. They're a husband and wife team, I hasten to add. Um, and yeah, they were, they were so lovely. Oh, also, we thought we were off mic. And uh, James and I ended up having an off-the-record chat about our faith. And the, I found the chat so... Uh, interesting and illuminating. And I'll be honest with you, faith isn't something that I talk about with my pals. It's usually, uh, you know, VAR, are Liverpool going to win the league? Uh, how good is succession? Uh, Emily Maitlis's interview with Prince Andrew. These have been things that have been dominating conversations. Oh, the new Star Wars game on uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox. These are the things that I chat about with my friends. I, 
anyway, I don't really talk about faith. So it was it was lovely. It was almost like I was stepping out of some sort of closet. Honestly, it was like there was like a, a relief. Um, and so what we did was the mics had been turned off, but one of the mics was still on. And so our good friends, there's a lot of information. This isn't it. Crikey. Think it's this much information on the uh, Kennedy conspiracy. Um, one of the mics was still on. And so one of the uh, sound engineers where we record the podcasts, God bless them, have uh, they've managed to crank up the mic as much as possible. Uh, and that is like, this is like a, James and I, the, the chat is the equivalent of a DVD bonus extra. The two of us thinking we're having an off the record chat about faith, but we felt it was that interesting that we've kept it in there. So the sound quality towards the end isn't as good. Um, and if you're an atheist, you know, feel free to switch off before we get to that bit. That's absolutely fine. Um, but anyway, James and Gabriel, the book is out now. I'm going to hyperlink it. Um, in the episode, I cannot recommend it enough. It's also a great Christmas gift. You will see what I mean upon purchase. Lots of boxes, lots of little things to dip in and out of, lots of bits of takeaway wisdom to help you sleep that very night. Um, I've read quite a lot of sleep books and some of them I do feel like I needed to have taken a degree before reading them. Some of them are really uh, incredibly in-depth to the detriment of the enjoyment of the book. Whereas this book um, has been written with rest in mind and helping you in mind. Anyway, here they are. It's so lovely. I love meeting them. Um, Gabriel, now Gabriel was, was very nice. James, if you're listening, if you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if they do the TV spin-off that a lot of us who love that movie would like, James has got the Brad Pitt role in the bag. Google him, you'll see what I mean. Even Brad Pitt, if you're listening, I'm sure you are, Google James and you go, yep, yeah, he's a worthy successor. Um, anyway, here they are. Uh, God bless them both, James and Gabrielle. Yeah. So I have a thing with my four-year-old at the moment. Mm. I don't know what the answer is. She gets into our bed. Uh, when I say every night, I mean... I mean, literally every night, yeah. but we try, you know, you and your mates say, oh, you want, you want to nip that in the bud? Oh, and you're like, yeah, we, we are aware that we need to nip that in the bud. We are there. Are you really? Our, no, our elder, so our five and a half year old is really good. But at the moment, our two year old is, we've just tried to put him, he's been kind of in and out of his cot. So he's gone through phases where he sleeps really well and then he'll get ill or whatever. And then we've put him back in bed with us just because it's easy and you can keep an eye on him. And then... Lately, he just got completely used to that and was just refusing to go in his cot. So then we thought the way around it is to get him a toddler bed. So just kind of something completely new. And that's what we've been trying to get him to stay in this week. And not going very well. No. Well, it's going very sleeplessly. <laughs> so he's been going, right. like running back mm. into our room. We've been taking it in turns to lie in the bed, toddler bed with him, which, you know, you shouldn't, that's not going to help. Uh, uh, I've been there, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So. so what's going on for you? Just nothing's worked and no. he, no. she? Both she. Both she, yeah. Um, I mean, she's clever because she plays me like a banjo. Yeah. You know. That's little girls and their daddies, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I'm such a... Mm. I interviewed a, par a parenting specialist recently and in this book she'd done the different types of parents and one of the one of the parenting types is basically push over <laughs> reading it you know and your cheeks are flushing with sh mm -hmm. with shame <laughs> <laughs> um 
<laughs> uh, what, well, it takes us nicely onto your book because if I could get <laughs> if, she, if she was old enough to read, forget Topsy and Tim, forget Ladybird, I would make this the first book that that she would read. Um, do you, you must feel like with this book the planets have aligned because it feels like the timing yeah. could not be more yes. perfect. Yeah. Is that is that pure fluke? Yes. It's are we on now? Or we are. No. Yeah. This is so the, this podcast. It's oh great, pure chat. You know, oh, I mean, like ra- ra- rather than lovely. I can no, take I, out the bits about. No, the, no I, I, I like it that way very much. Um, <laughs> I want to interview. I interviewed a mate of mine from the comedy circuit. We got to about halfway through, and she went, "Is this the interview?" <laughs> yeah, we're doing I mean, this. yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah. "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, so James, you're on. Pull myself together, whatever that looks like. So did the, yeah, we were chatting about this on the on the train actually. Mm. Had you told me eight years, ten years ago when I was um, studying just what was really of interest to me at the time, what had helped me the most out of all of my kind of yoga world, weird yeah. yoga world explorations, had you said to me this is going to be quite big probably, and and people are going to need to learn how to stop, I'd have gone nah. Because at the time I put on a class in Oxford and if you said that you were going to do the shapes of yoga, 20 people would rock up. If you said you were going to lie down and do nothing, then nobody came or two people came. But then just noticed that there's such a, a, a swing or a shift in people's perspective now where sort of it seems like we're forgetting how to stop. Yeah, mm. everyone's knackered, but everyone's always looking for something to do. We're all kind of behaving... <laughs> Against, so yeah, we 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 know how we feel, but we are kind of addicted to making ourselves feel more like that. What what happened? Um, life. What is so like? So for, I think I think of saying my like my granddad. Mm. So when you know when he needed to switch off, he would get the deck chair out in the garden mm-hmm. and would you know what he'd do? He would sit in his deck chair and do nothing, and that was common across all of Britain. People yeah. people just knew the importance of switching off, doing nothing. Mm. What happened where... If well, I said to my wife, I'm going to sit in the... Sorry, I don't want to... I, I love my wife dearly, but if, yeah. I, say, if I said I'm going to sit in a deck it. chair for an hour, she'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah. what? You know. Well, we've given ourselves lots of really exciting things to do, haven't we? I mean, not just through technology, but technology then keeps us informed of lots of other exciting things we can be doing, doing, doing around us. Yeah. And... Um, it's just all too exciting. <laughs> I think you're right. Is it? Is it? I mean, I'm 41. I'm too. I'm too old. Oh, to I'm be 41 you. too. Get out of here. But I'm too old to be using terms like FOMO because I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm not 17. But is is that a part of it as well? Yeah. I, I think that that drives some of it. I think people are worried about missing out. I think if you look at what social media is doing for not everyone, but for a lot of people, it makes you kind of look over your shoulder or go, oh, well, they're having a nicer time than I am. And surely I'm, I'm missing out on something or I've, it's, it's so classical of us as human beings to kind of feel like there's something missing. And that was the whole thrust of this book. Sure. Rather than going, something's wrong. The, the whole premise of there's something missing or there's something wrong that you need to fix. And if you can just do this, then you'll be okay again. Kind of going, well, actually, when you stop, you fall back into something that's always been okay and that you've always known to be okay. Yeah. So, you know, that we feel like that message is an invitation to just go, why don't you just put everything down for a little while, everybody, and recognise that, that it's okay, you know, and that you're okay underneath it all. The, the genius of the, of the book as well is 
I, it could it would be equally at home in my work bag to read on the train as it would be for by the bed <laughs> in the lounge. You know, it's, it is one of those books. Mm-hmm. Um, you will see when you buy it, dear listener, that the way it's but it's true. The, it. the way but the way it's laid out is I could flick to any page, yeah. and there's lots of takeaway wisdom. Equally, if I was sat on a train for an hour and wanted to really plow through it, I could do that as well. Was that? Do I take it that was a was that a deliberate thought process? Um, no. <laughs> it uh, the way we wrote this was um, pretty much a kind of splatter paint approach in the beginning in that because it's such uh it's a it's a simple message um but there are lots of different ways to present it and to make people well we don't it's not that we want people to understand it we want people to feel it and experience it that's right so the i think the the challenge with with the book was to take this simple message and then find as many ways as possible to help people experience it to be true that it's not something they've had to go off and think about or learn about or even practice in terms of developing a practice and techniques but uh, that it's something that they like you say you can open up any bit of the book and it will it will hopefully take you into an experience or a feeling or a deep understanding that there that when you stop um it's all good and or it's yeah and and i think part of its universality if there is such a word is that um all of us are conscious all of us are sentient human beings and in that way we all have that stillness that we point out in the book that's sure. behind all of your experience, that familiar thing that you've kind of always known that you don't necessarily value or recognise until someone points it out to you. So in that way, it does have this appeal and this reach in that anybody who reads it has the potential to kind of fall into that quietness or that stillness as part of the act of reading it. So, I, you know, I, I, I feel that it could go anywhere and touch anybody and that there's that potential, which I think is a is a real... Yeah, I mean, it's a gift. It's advantageous if you're trying to get a book out there as well, of course. <laughs> it's not niche. But, I mean, you know, I mean, absolutely. It doesn't matter who you are, your background, where you live. This is something we all need in our lives, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, may I ask, how has it been for you guys where you've now got uh, Hollywood's elite, you know, you've got, you've got these uber names associated with, with your work, Um What's that like? I mean, that must be pretty mind blowing. Dad's <laughs> just looking at me like, yeah, what is that like, James? Um, you know, we're all just human beings on on some level. I I think in many ways, if you look at that Uber elite, they're probably in as uh, challenging situations, if not more so, than the the likes of the quote unquote normal people. Sure. In the sense of, if you're in that situation, you are up there on stage you're in the limelight all of the time you probably have wealth which everybody tends to assume is a one-sided gift wow those people are wealthy they can't have any worries anymore yeah. but it comes with its own package of, of worries and concerns um so i you know in that way i think the message certainly that the, the couple of people that i've worked with that i can think of have really loved this proposition that now can you find and, and fall into the experience? And often when they actually do some practice with me, they quite quickly fall into this state of what we call in the book being, 
where they remember or fall back into that part of them that, that has always been okay. And they kind of go, whoa, what did you do? And I say, well, I didn't do anything, actually, <laughs> and neither did you particularly. Yeah. And although how I work with people practically in that way has a kind of, there are a few ways in. My voice and the guidance and the what I call kind of pointing out um, recognitions, um, they're all a sideshow in some ways, in the sense of they're all just designed to take you into that lovely kind of, you know, drifty in-between state of being all over again. Um, so it's really wonderful. You can show them these really simple techniques and they fall into something that's very familiar to them and, and, and is easy, you know. Because some people do find out, <laughs> selfishly talking for myself, some people, asking for a friend, um, <laughs> they can find it hard to go from uber-frazzled shoulders all hunched from a you know being stressed mm. and all that and then when you actually try put those steps in place to get to this state of rest or what have you there's almost a moment of panic i know i'm not alone in this because mm. you're so not used to mm. being in that rest state yeah. um what, what do you do is it is it is it purely by just keep trying keep trying to... no you keep not trying <laughs> <laughs> oh my god where have, you, where have you guys been all my life I feel like I've, I've met Yoda, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Which do you want to be, Gab? <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, point taken. Clearly, need to work on my makeup. <laughs> no, God! <clears throat> <laughs> and they've both stormed out of the studio. <laughs> well, I, I go Yoda every time. I was a, I was a Star Wars boy. Um, yeah, I mean, we again. It's, it's that's hard, hard, isn't it? To we talk about it in the no, book yeah. and, and the recognition. I Sorry, mean, it's easy. In a, in a really simple, it, it's simple. But it's not necessarily easy. Mm. I think you, that's, you've that's nailed it. Absolutely, sure. it's really simple. The premise and and the experience, but but then what we meet is all of our restlessness. So we spend quite a bit of time in the book talking about normalising that because yeah. I think then a lot of people think they're failing at it, mm. or they buy into the thought that's going, oh, well, you should be doing something else, or oh, you can't stop, or so we spend loads of time going, kind of going, this is just part of the show, everybody. And from my experience of doing this for years. You can lie down on the bed and have 20 minutes of what you might judge as restlessness and then get up off of the bed and feel great. Yeah. And I think that's really what we're trying to, to get people to understand and embrace is that, is that there's a whole part of the process that doesn't look like it's quote-unquote working. So as Gabs was kind of being quite clever, if you stop trying to control all of that, Stop trying to work all of that out. Stop trying to second guess it, judge it, go, oh, I'm no good at this. Look, and, and, and just let all of that stuff be there sure. and let it look as messy as it's going to be. Then notice what happens at the end of it. And and that, I think, is a, is a wonderful... Again, it, it's all part of this um, invitation, I suppose, to, to let go of all of the striving and all of the, this mm. is something to achieve, you know. Don't try and achieve rest. It'll be a flipping disaster. <laughs> you can't... Sure. Yeah. You can't force yourself to relax. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a tattoo, but like, yeah, there's one thing well, you I should know. get tattooed on my wrist. And in that same way, have you ever been in a you know in a social situation where you're really wound up about you know sleep problems with your children or sure. mm. you know a situation at work and someone just says, "Yeah, oh, you know, just relax." Just I mean, it's it's deeply annoying. Yeah. So, it's like a powder keg, yeah. Isn't yeah it? it's you know, true. you need to do, you need to relax. <laughs> yeah, 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 you need to just, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so just just relax. Um, so you know, I mean, I've I've been on some um, bad interpretations of this thing that I'd like to share and 
<laughs> I've led there with someone saying, you know, relax this, relax that. And I've been slowly getting more Just more relax your muscles. Wound up. It's okay then. <laughs> sure. There's nothing worse. But there's a difference between telling someone that they should calm down and pointing out to somebody how tense they are and giving them this premise of saying, and that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. Can you let that be here? Mm. And can you, if you can let that be here long enough, can you recognize that there's something that's not tense that's observing it, which is a big part, kind of part of the book? May I ask when you because you you live in um, I can edit out wherever you, if you're not keeping me saying thirty seven but, but yeah 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 <laughs> but you, you, you live in in <laughs> and the postcard their home number is currently not in you, uh, you live in a, a tranquil part of the country yeah do you do you notice the shift when you come to London does it hit you like a yes it does yeah yeah for sure and. Uh, I lived here 20 years ago. In fact, I worked in this very building. And what? Yes, I did. <laughs> it's Are you weird. serious? Yeah, it's really weird. I had a little inkling, so I couldn't quite remember the address. And then we got here, I was like, yep. And I had slight heebie-jeebies when I came through the Oh, my God. Doors. That's incredible. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's odd. But it is it is a really different place to 20 years ago. And then it was ha- hectic, but... It's got, or maybe it's just that I'm older, but I was walking, I can't remember what I was doing, but a couple of weeks ago I was walking from kind of Paddington area, um, uh, yeah, just around the Paddington area. And I, I remember, I, I found myself think, feeling sort of really almost freaked out by the traffic, the people, no one... Um, acknowledging each other, people staring yeah. into their phones. Of course, it's you know I, I I love my phone and I love technology and I use my phone a lot. But I you know we're all walking around staring at our phones all the time. Um, and it did it, it it felt um, uh, aggressive actually. And um, you were saying this earlier about that that feeling. What, what were we talking about? Of people of that of people. <laughs> can't remember. He was. Uh, too tired um, <laughs> uh, of just this, this feeling of um, we've we've gone so into our own little worlds, our stressed, busy, sort of on our phones, mm. doing, 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 okay. that we're not looking up and looking at each other and and being. I'm not saying we all have to be kind, and because sometimes people are really annoying and they get in your way, but there is that feeling of just we're all just a bit crazy and we just need to get our stuff done and we just get out of my way yeah and i i feel that much more when i in london now um than when i was here 20 years ago and i do think that that is a shift rather than me just um having fond memories of when i lived in london or was too drunk to remember that stuff's still there i was reading um somebody talking about like the camaraderie of um it was like a travel disaster basically where everyone kind of came together and in that way that we do in england and went oh this is rubbish isn't it but let's all be you know friendly about it and they were saying that was really it was really nice and i got a great sense of warmth so i'm not you know i don't think that's not there Mm. but i think on top of it now is superimposed this kind of what i um we were writing a course recently um, f- uh, to kind of sell online yeah. as a way to support the book. And I came up with this turn of phrase, digital daydreaming. It's like what we've swapped out from being at the bus stop, 
staring into space, sitting and having a cup of coffee where you're just watching everyone go by, which are kind of natural moments where we do start to fall back into this state of relaxation. Yeah. Now what we do is we um, we digital daydream instead. So we, you know, we're swiping through our social media feeds or checking our messages or whatever. And, you know, I, I, I don't think it's people's faults. Mm. Smartphones are very addictive. Mm. We know they are. Um, but I, I think that's possibly what's covering it up. And, and I think you're right to observe that, it, that you know, of course, somewhere like London and New York and Paris and sure. the other major cities would have this kind of thing. But it's to some degree, you know, we live in this sleepy little village in Oxfordshire, yet so many of our local friends and community have said, oh, that book sounds great. Yeah, that's, <laughs> really, that's true. Yeah, I really want it. Yeah. Know. It's an internal thing. It's an internal thing too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's almost like... Um, yeah, that, that sort of mania has, has become the norm for people. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm sure there are maybe people listening to this right now that are thinking, well, mate, that's not me at all. I have this lovely, spacious, <laughs> quiet life and good on you. Yeah, carry on. I would still say read the book because you'll kind of go, oh, oh, that's this, you know, this lovely, all this time I spend daydreaming. It, it kind of frames it and, yeah. and yeah. makes relevant to sure. it again. Mm. There's value. The, there is value. Because I think the thing is that we've stopped valuing daydreaming mm. real day, mm -hmm. daydreaming we don't trust that it's enough and mm. that we instead need to be producing or sharing or creating all the time um, because we have the means to do it that's right it's the time that i would have that and the listener would have spent happily looking out of a train window mm. daydreaming mm. instead i'm mm. downloading a new podcast mm. or playing a mm -hmm. game that i shouldn't mm. Playing. Yeah, mm. and that, that that does take its toll, doesn't it? It does, but there's no. But we're not saying, oh, you know, that you should be annoyed with yourself for doing it because we all do it, and it's we've um, we've fallen into it as humanity. Mm. So what we're saying is just, can we just be aware that we're doing this? And uh, not every time you find yourself, I don't know, sitting alone in a cafe, uh, don't whatever you do, pick up your phone. But just every now and then just think, oh, actually, I'm not going to pick up my phone. I'm just going to have a little stare and see what's going on over there. We'll just let you all stare at nothing indeed. John Sullivan, who wrote Only Fools and Horses, mm -hmm. even if you're not a fan. I mean, I think it's one of the greatest TV shows ever made. <laughs> but he wrote it, it, part of the way he wrote that show was by going into a greasy spooner yeah. and opening his ears and, yes. and that's where he heard all yeah. these amazing stuff yeah that's by the by um <laughs> but this but this book i don't you don't get to say this often about a book this book can genuinely help change people's lives i hope because if you it's lush to hear but we so, hope so now the reason why i say that is so i think already if you if you, you're you're listening you're thinking you're probably downloading it already but is there <laughs> anything um is there anything you could perhaps please share um perhaps in the way of Maybe not necessarily an exercise, but perhaps something that the listener could take on that might even help them that that little bit. You, you know, call it a call it a, a, a taster for the book, if you like. Sure. <clears throat> well, we put, absolutely no pressure. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll take a moment just for like relaxing to that state of being and, and talk out of that. Um, there's lots of different little uh, explorations that you can make in the book. We call them inquiries rather than exercises because otherwise it sounds a bit too, you know, school try-hardy. And the first one that we put in the book quite deliberately is a, what we call a do-nothing practice. So if you're listening to this, the, the, I suppose the, a question for you to consider is how often do you actually do nothing in your life? As in when you rest, quote-unquote rest, is it 
you know, have you got a glass of wine in hand, box of Maltesers in the other? Are you plugging into the latest box set of Killing Eve, which is fantastic and I love, or whatever else it may be? Describe my wife's life. I was, yeah. I was saying, James just described his life. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I do, I do love it. I'm not so bothered about the wine, but the Maltesers, I think, they're nice. Um, they're, they're like cracking our house. I have to, I have to keep, keep them away from me. But, you know, so how often do you sit in a chair or lie down on the floor and do nothing? And then what it is to, to, to do nothing is then to spend a little bit of time. You might start with two minutes because of that thing that you're talking about, where this is confronting for people and they get really restless. Confronting is such a good word, yeah. So you might spend two minutes and then start to build your way up to five minutes until you can get to maybe even 20 minutes where you can lie on the floor and you can be with all of your restlessness and not do anything about it. You don't get into the or I'm itchy, or I'm uncomfortable, or I need to send this message to so-and-so, or I just have a cup of tea, or I know if I had a pillow, I'd be feeling better, or, you know, all of those things that we do to distract ourselves. And just learn what it is to just be. Just stop all of your constant doing and knowing and having and acquisition, all of that stuff. Let it fall away. Um, So I think that might be probably the most valuable thing that you can do. And And then... once you start to get familiar and comfortable with that, you can try some of the other in- inquiries that are in the book. You can try, you know, following the sensation of your body or whatever else it may yeah. be. But they're all, in many ways, they're all from one teacher I've enjoyed over the years. They're kind of little on-ramps or, or ways that you join into that state of being. And they're all different possibilities or ways in. But once you get into it, it's so simple. You're actually accessing something you've known all your life. that You probably knew and um, were most familiar with it when you were a little child most of us know how to be when we're kids right mm. you know? my favorite kinds of the, of these books though are, are the ones that are telling me things that i guess were already in there you just mm. sometimes need mm. like, you know my, if my therapist listens they should be sick of me quoting her <laughs> but she one thing she often says is it's about returning to how you were as a child all these mm. things are probably naturally in there and then over, as the years go by we, we layer and layer I'm doing a lovely mime listener but you, you, you layer and layer <laughs> things true, on top and, and you forget like, all that you it's like a Christmas tree we're <laughs> <laughs> in a nightclub in Ibiza um, but we stopped we, do, we stopped doing all these things that are just so yeah, important aren't they I think I think it's really easy as we get older to fall into these, or to keep telling ourselves these stories about all the ways we could be if we, if we did this and if we did that, and we we're doing ourselves a disservice or, or an injustice, really, because uh, everything that we're sharing in the book, we're we're saying that you already are this. This is what you are right now, and it's not that. Um, if you sit and do nothing for five years, you will eventually be this. We're saying this is yes. already here. Absolutely. And um, by doing uh, exercise or inquiry, such as James just described, you are, you know, going to you're going to see it, or you may see it. Yeah. Um, but it's already there. It's <clears throat> you're not. This is not something you're developing within yourself. You're taking things away or allowing things to fall away so that you can experience yourself as that and see that that that's already there the 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 key theme from the from the book and the the thing that i'm 
certainly, well, sorry, I was going to say trying. By trying, I mean not trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in the past, I've, I've been guilty of, of living in the future. So what I mean mm. by that is, oh, I've got, I've got such and such on Monday, and when mm. and when that happens, that'll be good. And then on yeah. Wednesday, oh, oh yeah. God, and then on the, whereas yeah. it, it's all it's all here now, isn't it? You've got the yeah. the most important thing is to enjoy everything that's happening yes. right here, right now. Or or if you're not enjoying it, um, sure. that's okay as well. Yeah, which is great. There's a a real distinction, I think, but uh, you're making me want to talk about something that was very helpful for me along the the journey of all of this, which is there can be a concept that people get about, you know, mindfulness is is all the rage and everyone um, talks about that now. And this idea of being present as a sort of um, forcing of your attention into Mm. the here and now rather than recognising that you are already resting in presence, which is impersonal. It's not an activity that you're doing, but something that's already here. So this idea that, you know, I'm trying to meditate and, you know, (laughs) concentration sounding very close to constipation. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool. Do you know what I mean? It's like you can yeah. see it on people's faces, sure. like looking like they're, you know, <laughs> sorry, straining one out. And it's like, <laughs> like what? really, like it's okay, yeah. you know, just um, can you ease off that idea that you're now you're you're on this mission to get here, you mm. know, but but you already are, you mm. know. Um, that was tremendously reassuring for me mm. and revelatory. Something that, that uh, Gabs was talking about. I think that that premise that this is already here, I had this conversation recently um, you know, with a, another interviewer where they were kind of saying, yeah, everybody but me. Like, I'm a nightmare. I don't <laughs> sleep. I'm really restless. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, the, the I'm, the, exception yeah, to, I'm yeah. the exception to the norm. So if you're listening to this and you think, yeah, that sounds great, but that's not me, mm. it is you. Yeah. <laughs> but that in itself is reassuring because the person who thinks that they're the only person going through yeah. X, Y, Z, yeah. it's actually comforting for them to know that yeah, no, we, you know, we we all are, we're in this together. Aren't we are, we? Yeah. yeah, we are all in this together. Yeah. M- may I ask how could you share where you you know you say you'd stage an event in Oxford and there might be twenty people there, then there might be two. When did when did things change for you when you realised that this was 
really get you know you're really on something this was actually gathering momentum um, yesterday <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly yeah on the, on the train ride in yeah other, other than that we've been winging it for the last <laughs> winging it. yeah but i mean isn't life like that you sort of you, you might think oh you know people have uh, friends uh, who i see in london who i've known on the teaching circuit for years and we did some training together said to me oh you've been so smart to do this mm. it just kind of happened it wasn't contrived with you. it wasn't contrived in any way it was much more um you know, something that I've always been fascinated in. And to be honest with you, I've I've been... I mean, that's what I mean. Sorry, it has been such an organic Yeah, such an process. organic thing. What yeah. I meant by that was, was like, you know, say, um, <clears throat> I've interviewed an actor before and it, it, they've said it was the moment when someone came up to them and said, I've mm. seen you. That was the moment they went, oh, God, this has actually become a thing now. I know? think in the, la- in the last 18 months, as we've been working on the book and as... Or perhaps even when um, we were pitching the book... And we had such an amazing response from publishers saying, oh, did. my God, this is this is what I need. And and James and I are like, wow, everyone is really stressed yeah. out. And I think I don't know about you, James, but it was then that because that's kind of going outside of the usual yoga market and audience yes. and now into the real world. Yeah. That's, um, <laughs> and and to see that. That people are like, oh, I this, you know, I need, and, and to say, God, actually, you, you know, that this is needed, um, which is sad in a way. But if we can help, then that's amazing. Um, so for me, well, I, I think the, the way are working together. Sorry, am I banging? On? No, 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 this no, is, no, no. You're trust making me, guys. This is, this is the great, funny. Yeah. The funny but, thing about the the. Um, the editor being on the phone to BT and having that moment of that for me was like a oh, sort yeah. of that moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On our copy editor. Yeah. Said that, you know, after she had worked on our book and she was, she'd just moving house, wasn't mm-hmm. she? And she mm. found herself, yeah, like on hold, like yeah. yard number 38 on hold. And she said she really had to lean into the practices. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So that was like, a, that was a real moment of going, well, this is like, now this is crossed the chasm from being something that, um, yoga weirdos do on a Sunday mm. afternoon into kind of someone who doesn't have any interest or inclination towards the whole weird, wonderful mm. world of yoga. Mm. Yet they've read the book and now they find themselves on a hold to BT and start to fall into that lovely experience of being rather than sitting there going, I forgot because we all know how frustrating hold music is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's one of those boiling pots for most of us. That to me was a real like, wow, okay, there's this is seeing how this is going to break into people's lives is, yeah. is really lovely and inspiring. Sorry, I sort of cut you off. Gabs, That's all right. You dovetailed um, like uh, Morecambe and Wise. But <laughs> trust from, me. From Yoda and Mr. I Mike, gonna, to Morecambe and I was going to say, as a semi-out, not an outsider, so James, ha- for 15 years, hmm. been teaching yoga. Um, and um, he originally had a yoga school called Bliss Divine Yoga and it was very much um I I as a I kind of what bog standard yoga yeah. teaching. <laughs> he was a bog standard yoga teacher. And then put on a poster. Yeah. <laughs> um as uh he got more into Yoga Nidra, I suppose it makes sense that then he um with no design on making it a thing became more qualified and experienced in teaching yoga nidra and then around that time i uh so my background is more in publishing yeah. and 
corporate communications and copywriting, but I have been doing yoga uh, for 15 years. But I kind of, it was just the timing was interesting that James was kind of making that transition from doing a more physical yoga classes into um, more of the rest-based, um, even if not necessarily calling it yoga nidra. And then I found myself um, getting, uh, let's say, deeply bored <laughs> by the work I was doing. I was doing freelance copywriting, which is like a lot of writing people's websites and yeah. you know, editing ebooks and stuff as well. And I was just ready to to take a break and do something different. Um, and then I got pregnant, so I. That's my fault. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, well I'm James, it wasn't anyone that. else's. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Um, so, so we came to this. <laughs> we came to this point in our lives where I, annoyingly enough, I decided to take this year out from my copywriting and see what happened and <laughs> what happened was I got pregnant and um, I also did my yoga teacher training and I did some yoga nidra teacher training as well um, but we got to this point where I didn't um, have my business anymore and James was making this transition and so needed a, you know, a rebrand we need to find a way how are we going to present this new kind of yeah. unusual slightly you, know, you, you sort of you need to access people who by what they're feeling rather than anyone going oh I need to go and find a yoga nidra class it has to be like you know what they're feeling and, and make it accessible to them so that I so we came together in that way yeah. um, and created restful being and initially we, we tried not to use the word yoga actually um, but uh, People do need something to kind of yeah latch onto latch onto. Sure. Um, so yeah, so I find myself writing and branding and helping describe and present this fairly unusual nebulous mm. thing <laughs> that James hard was, to talk about. Isn't it's, it? it is it's hard to talk about, it. and that's the being that's the ongoing challenge and the mm. really big challenge with the book. Um, but it's just amazing how that all came together for us fairly naturally. Amazing. And 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 then here we are with the book, which so the the intention and <clears throat> what I believe Gabs has done an amazing job with in terms of the writing is that it's intended to be restful as you read it. Mm. Yes, it, I mean, it, well, congratulations because <laughs> that really comes across, doesn't it? Thank yeah, you. I, th I, I think so. that. <laughs> It's definitely some feedback that we've had from, yeah. from yeah. literally the book was released yesterday and already people are kind of starting to make that that noise but also the what's what's a very interesting premise to put across is, is this is very anti-culture mm. in the sense of if you look at um the modern paradigm of marketing for example it's all about giving you a sense that something's missing in your life mm. and if you have this product service or idea or whatever else it may be then you'll be better than you were or mm. more complete and we're kind of saying, actually, there's nothing that you need. Mm. So on the surface of it, it doesn't sound a very exciting <laughs> premise, does it? Yeah, you don't really need yeah, anything. You you're you're right as you are. And people go, yeah. Oh, Apart oh, from our book. Yeah, <laughs> um, so for years, I spent a long time kind of, uh, for example, I see people one-to-one. -one, and um, one of the uh, part of that process is entering into a kind of dialogue where I spend some time listening, not trying to fix change, 
or um, do anything about whatever's going on for them, but simply mirroring, reflecting back and inviting them into some of the inquiries in the book. And the change for people is phenomenal. Um, Some of the experiences that people have, they kind of say, you know, I've broken into or broken through something that I've been challenged by or working Mm -hmm. with for years. And it's really inspiring. But then how do you then say on your website, come see me, I'm not going to do anything. (laughs) for you i'm not going to help you get anywhere i'm not going to help you achieve you know so that's a really difficult premise because so much of the wellness industry at the moment is sort of echoing that modern marketing paradigm of saying you know this is the place to get to right Mm. and i and i don't want to discredit that i think there's great value in it Mm. but i think when we look at the deeper truth uh, and when you do learn to stop, you do recognise that there is something that's already okay in my experience. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and to me, that's, a, that's something else that I think is so important to convey, that we could so easily get turn some of these very ancient traditions into a sort of Western version of self-improvement achievement. Absolutely. And to me, there's there's a tiny bit about that that's, a, that's heartbreaking, I suppose, in mm-hmm. some ways. Well, because, uh, you know, we... We work in an industry, uh, wellness, it's often accused of of being so expensive, of, of mm. people mm. making you know incredible sums of cash out mm. of telling people. But the great thing about this book, and this sounds like I'm doing an advertorial for you, <laughs> is that for the for the cost of this book, yeah. which you know, which is not very much at mm. all, you are tangibly helping people. Mm. You know, you're not asking people to again, I'm not I'm not trying to call anyone out here, you're not asking people to spend thousands of pounds. No. Mm. Buy the book, have a read, take the things yeah. on board. I mean, that's that's a that's a beautiful thing to yeah. be yeah. involved with, isn't yeah. it? It is. Or, or if you're yeah. listening to this and you don't have the means to buy the book, or don't steal it from a shop, time. exactly. <laughs> yeah, just slip it into. Joke. Uh, <laughs> no, just try what I was talking about. Just yeah. just start to recognise and value the moments that have been happening all through your life where you do catch that moment of birdsong or you see the sunset, mm. or there's something beautiful that happens in the street as you're walking towards the tube and you see a couple embrace. And Do you know what I mean? There yeah. are all those sorts of moments in life where we're captivated momentarily, mm. and it starts with those glimpses. Mm. There are moments for all of us in our lives, no matter how shitty mm. or desperate or depressed mm. or overwhelmed or anxious or whatever those things mm. we feel are our, our entire life quality, we do have these moments. And and it's so simple to start to look out for them and, and I think to value them. And that then starts to help with this great unplugging. Most of us do know how to stop when stopping happens, but most of us don't know how deep or how far it goes. And I think that's what we're trying to remind people about in the book. Mm. One thing I noticed when you both walked in, I mm. thought... Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, is he get, yes. Is he getting this a lot? He's moment? getting this a lot. Yeah. And I'm excited for the amount of business that this is going to bring <laughs> and the change in demographic. In- <laughs> <laughs> we get all the Tarantino fans involved. Yeah, the Telegraph yeah. interviewer said I took it in my stride, and I, I'm I'm not sure whether that's true. To be, I don't know what to do with that. What, what does one say? Just Thank you very much. Wear I suppose. it. Yeah, I would do, I'd I'd take that. I tuck it into my <laughs> top pocket. <laughs> At four, no, forty six years old. I'll definitely take that. Yeah, forty six. Yeah, pocket, someone described you right? as a young Brad Pitt, and I was I like, <laughs> no idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm forty six. Yeah. Jesus, I mean, you're, you are living proof that you need to buy this book. <laughs> or that I just have really good genes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't mean you're talking like machine, yourself out of sales I mean, here. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, b- both of you, congratulations on The Secret of Eternal Youth. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah. Obviously, yeah. Um, read the book and you can tap into that. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Portrait in our attic. <laughs> Portrait, yeah. uh, bless you. That was 
That was so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Pleasure. Oh, it's been great to be Thank here. You. Thanks a lot. Thank that was great. So Bless you. Thanks very much. That was great. Good. That was great. Thank, Thank you. you so much. It's really kind um, and generous feedback about the book. I'm, I'm glad it's... Uh... No, you know, sometimes I'll say good luck, but I, you don't need it. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you. When I, say I, mean, that, I hope you're right. When I say that about the planets aligning, mm. I mean, we've, you know, we've done multiple features on, you know, fra- frazzled yeah. uh, workers and, and so on. And, you know, co- uh, the way coffee sales have gone up, mm. the way, mm. uh, you know, more people are off with stress. I mean, mm. you know, there's, there's so much tangible evidence yeah. that there's a there's a problem yeah. at the moment. So, uh, yeah. you could... Yeah, to the to the minute you couldn't have timed this book any better, I don't think. It's yeah, yeah and it, it is just all organic. Yeah, something's yeah. just lined up very very fortunately, yeah. which is great. And I, think... uh, I mean, you can probably hear it. Uh, for me, I I love this because you know Gabs is more of a uh, has a more of a natural disposition towards all of the stuff that's in the book. But I've had to really work at it, mm. and I know what a difference it's made for me. And and, and I'm not saying that I have it all worked out. We should still be recording. That. Um, I'm not saying I have oh, maybe we are still out, maybe we are still recording. Hang on a second. We can, let's get this difference. in there. Are we? Uh, can I, are we still recording? She's gone. Oh, well, we could... Yes. Yeah. Go on. We'll keep going just in yeah, case. No, um, it, it's made such a tremendous difference in in my life, and and regardless of how successful it is um, from a uh, from a personal perspective, I hope the message does go out to people because I see. Not in everyone, but that there's so much restlessness and so much uncertainty and fear and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that this is going to change all of that, but it's going to give people a perspective and somewhere to go that gives them a respite from it. Because I think at the moment we're just, oh, you know, it's just churning all of the time. And that's been a change for me. But I think, I think that's what makes you... Um an amazing teacher and when you work people with people one-on-one and then has given you the ability to think about this in terms of your um i'll say the common people everyone not just yogis is that you really have had yes. to find your own you've had to find he's it. gone on that journey himself he's the Basically living being proof that like to say that james is it mick without having gone on this journey yeah. would be an angry stress head yeah, it would be. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and and he isn't some yeah. oh some days he is but but with an awareness of it which mm. it if you explode now you you come back and find a mm-hmm. peace with it fairly quickly i think that's the thing to say as well is that you're not necessarily going to be floating around on a on a bubble no, of calm, yeah. but you will have an, a, an awareness and of your emotions, <laughs> and you will feel okay with your emotions, including anger and restlessness and frustration, because you're human and you're still going to feel those things. But you'll feel them without shame. Hopefully, yeah. You know, you are allowed to feel those things, and 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 when we uh, allow ourselves to feel them, and we don't feel shame about them, then we that we have them when they're present, and then they and then they go, and we don't cling on to them with all sorts of other stories and stuff. I, I ask this as someone who's, who is from a religious background. Mm-hmm. We we were you, were you raised with God in your life? Is it is it something that you would organically? I got really interested in God in my teens, and I started going to church, um, and. 
Yeah, my parents were, were what I call sort of spiritually bi-curious through my early years. So they were really into Madame Blatsky and the Theosophy Society and that kind of Indian um, uh, early last century, all, all of that kind of wisdom that started to pour into the West. Um, so I was always curious. I read, have you ever read The Prophet by Carlo Gibran? No. You know but, so I read The Prophet when I was eight years old and it made me weep. So I've, I've always been kind of into this stuff and always curious. And whilst I found church very reassuring, the things that I liked about it were the being that I've been describing through this thing was the stillness and the quietness. Mm. Do, do you not feel more people are going that way, perhaps as part of the growth of the wellness movement? I've certainly witnessed it where people are, people who are perhaps atheists, the more, the deeper they dive into this world, they start to think that there is something whatever that something might mm. be or that they are part of something yes absolutely because mm. the it's less of a top-down thing i just wanted to check you stopped because i walked back into the room and you were off mic but you clearly have so yeah we have yeah, did yeah. that yeah. Do, was it still recording yeah yeah it's still recording oh yes. thank god no i just meant um the i noticed that he was off mic now so yeah yeah, yeah can we, we, can we, we keep this bit in though can't we, we can keep this bit in yeah for sure yeah 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 we'll wrap up now though yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you very much sorry um because the more, because the more, so I, I so I'm from a religious background. Mm. The way you know, my, my grandparents I went to church every mm. Sunday. Then, perhaps teenage years, university, my twenties, I'd say I dabbled with atheism. And then, when I got into all the things that we're talking about today, uh, these concepts of a higher power, the universe, the more books mm. that I read, and I felt myself swing right back the other way and i know i'm not alone in that mm. um what it, it, what was I, I, I guess what i'm saying is the whole journey and the more things that you read and so forth are, are just so illuminating aren't mm. they so enriching have you read the end of the book the what's last the page no uh, read that and, and i think it will give you the position that that we're coming from which is that the very last page yeah that the, there's there comes out of this a sense of deep interconnected wholeness is how mm. I yes, describe it the absolutely. sense of belonging mm. to something absolutely vast whilst we're still tiny me pissing myself and struggling with my life mm. there are moments of recognising that, that, that there's a feeling not mm. a thinking but a feeling mm. of belonging to something vast that is utterly mysterious but mm. very beautiful I, c I could not agree more and it's, it's right there as well mm. isn't it you know. yeah it is Yeah, it wakes this up almost like this is a microcosm of the, of the macrocosm yeah. and it's and I, you know my friends are, are atheists because they're not into the things that we're talking about. But I, ju I just feel too many things... You know, my, uh, one of my favourite speeches ever, Matthew McConaughey's Oscar acceptance speech. Mm. If, if, if you've never seen it, oh my goodness, you, you're in for a treat. And he basically says that too many things have happened in his life for, for, that for it to be mere coincidence. He just... Mm. You know, when, and when you, you look out for these things and when these things happen and you mm. feel them. Mm. But it is a... Um, it's just something that you... You yeah. feel, I guess, isn't and it? Knowing. Mm. And knowing. And mm. knowing. Yeah, there's a there's a yeah. synchronisticness to it. Um, and where I can tell when I'm plugged into this because I get moved. You know, mm. I do. I, I absolutely, I absolutely yeah. do. Mm -hmm. I get. I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can tear up. I once said to someone, I, I, I cry if someone opens a bottle of lemonade. <laughs> but it's yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. true. Certain you know, certain moments, um, certain things you see, certain things yeah. you notice, certain things, mm -hmm. and it and it it can be something really, <laughs> almost you don't really even know why it's making you cry 
but it's just happening. So you can't necessarily put into words. If I had a pound for every time my, my poor wife has said, are you, are you crying? And I've gone, yes. Yeah. Because I've had that, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Guys, that, thank you so much. Thank you. I'll tell you what, the DVD extra at the end, I mean, that's, <laughs> that was good, right? that's, the, that's, the, that's where the juice is, baby. No, that, that, thank you so much. I'm so glad that we, car- that we carried that bit on. I'm really grateful. Huge thanks thank to James guys. and Gabrielle. Huge thanks to Elsie. Our sound technician for rescuing the uh, the faith chat, um, and then also on a personal level, huge and heartfelt thanks to all of you guys for listening. The Katrina Balfe episode. I'm not saying it went viral because you know that that means millions and billions. However, the Katrina Balfe episode has been up for about a week and is already one of our most listened to episodes ever ever so uh, huge thanks to all of you for your lovely comments your lovely feedback all the shares wow what a difference it, it has made we're back monday <sighs> do i spoil it no <laughs> uh anyway we're back monday you will love it um and again huge thanks james and gabriel as ever sharing as i say with katrina you've no idea what a difference it makes so on social, we are at Balance LDN. I am at James Gill Comedy. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you as always. Enjoy the book. You'll get a lot out of it. It's wonderful. The Book of Rest. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 